Yo, this is Julian Elijah Martinez. And this is Colin J. Harden. And you're listening to the Episode 1 Show. And welcome to the Episode 1 Show. Today, we are covering a very, very popular Netflix show called... Wednesday. Cue the spooky music. Spooky. Might have to throw in the little, you know, the title music up in there you know what i'm saying if we can afford it i don't know if we can afford that yeah fair use <laughs> fair use doctrine i'm saying it so you know that i know so don't come for me make let's just, let me let's, not say that let me not say that let's find let me for real yeah let's find a, a fair use like k-pop cover right <laughs> maybe we should do like you know like at the end of those like radio they're like like the little disclaimers uh uh-huh. we should yes. just do that for like all of the stuff the copywritten shit that we use you know we need to do this no 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 this is what we need to find we need to find a go-go band cover because you know there's a go-go band cover of the wednesday title of the wednesday theme i bet you money there is oh my god i i I believe it and honestly if they do we gotta (laughs) we gotta throw it in there we gotta throw it in there and and honestly if we find it after this this uh, show has to get released and, and undone i will make a trailer for the show with the go-go band cover behind my voice that's a promise to y'all that's a promise to the listeners so we are yeah as you could as you can tell we are pretty excited about this show yeah yeah you know I mean, it's it's ish. you look be honest elijah you were not feeling mm-hmm. this at first no 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 no. okay 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 you like said i said that i think that this is a great show i do i think i think it's a great show great plot i think it's well written i just don't think it's for me being who i am where i am in my life however i can see why this is such a popular show yeah did you watch pat we me and my wife watched the, the first season did you watch past the first episode or the second episode or anything like I that? i watched the first episode and then i watched when they got on the boat and they were like they were like had a boat race and then All i was right. like mm-hmm, yeah it. you're done that's it. it did it remind you a little bit of harry potter did have some Harry Absolutely. Potter vibes to you? I get I get Harry Potter vibes. I get um I get uh some some what is that Twilight? I get some Twilight vibes. Twilight. I never watched that, but yeah, I'm aware. Yes. I, I was dragged there once by a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh and I must say, I did not enjoy that show. That movie. I did not. I th- I think my grandma had it on back in it had to be the early two thousands when that one first one came mm-hmm. out. My grandma had it on the screen. And I was just like, this shit sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for those. But not, like not Wednesday. We're not saying Wednesday sucks. Don't don't come at us, Wednesday no. fans. I know y'all, I know the fans are rabid. I know the fans are like they no, go deep. No. They go I actually hard. liked it. I liked it and, and I liked the I actually liked watching the pilot this time around. And I enjoyed mm-hmm. the show when I watched it the first time. Now, the first time I was really trying to focus on like a- analyzing it, I was like, I don't know right. about this one. But then you know what? I found some things that I'm excited to share. But first, I want to nice. say who directed it because it's kind of funny <laughs> when we when we came up with the podcast and we came up with our awards that we, we were talking about. Like we had our Steph Curry Award, we had a Juneteenth Award, and then we were like, if the if the if the show does not have any black people at all, what were we gonna call it, Elijah? Which you brought up. You scared? Don't be scared. I am a little. I am a little scared. <laughs> I mean, but you're, I, in, I, you're, you're in the you're in the world, so I mean, you might not wanna. 
But, no, no, no. And I've and I've said problematic things on this podcast <laughs> in the past. So I think I I think I just need to lean into it. So in so if the show did not have any black people, which luckily we have yet to or any kind of black culture or any way of pushing black culture yeah. forward, which luckily we haven't had to give out this award. We're gonna give this award the Tim Burton Award because because there's context has, behind this. There's context. I mean, we're not just doing it arbitrarily. He has said in an interview that black people do not fit his aesthetic. Now, we're taking that out of context. So there might have been more to that, what he says, and more reasoning behind what he says. To be honest with you, I did not do the research, so I don't know. All I know is that he has said, he has put those words together. Black people don't fit my aesthetic. Thus, we were like, okay, so if a show doesn't have any blackness at all, It'll be it'll get the Tim Burton Award. But I'll say this show does not fit the bill, right? It it does got some got a couple black there's people. There's some black folks in here. So there's some important black characters in there in here. Yes. You know, well there's a is there more? A, a yeah, there no, yeah, there is one. There there's one important black character and then there's no, there's actually um you know, let's let's just get into it because I got jokes. Okay. I got jokes for it, so I can't I can't <laughs> reveal it. I can't reveal it right now. Yeah, I'm about to mess my own self up. Okay. Also, I do want to talk. I want to shout out the t-shirts because there's one thing that we do on purpose. We actually like to, to mm-hmm. wear t-shirts that mean something when we record, whether you can yep. see us or not. We're not doing a lot of video quite yet, but we're going to get there. Right now, I am wearing a UNCSA pullover from the Fighting Pickles, my alma mater, where I got my MFA last year. I'm very proud of it. Go Fighting Pickles. We don't lay down and get eaten. We fight. We fight before we get eaten. Okay, fighting. Just, I'm just imagining it. it's like it's like pickle Rick. Yeah, your, pickle Rick your mascot. It's pretty much it. Look, okay, this is what the uh, the mascot looks like. It's kind of wild. It looks like pickle Rick in a tutu, <laughs> and like holding a like a palette, like a painting palette, and uh-huh. then like it looks like a fucking I don't even know, like a goddamn like a pirate hat, like an actor's pirate's hat of some kind that's too many things it's too many things before before an mfa program it's on brand an mfa program that has no it's not that just the mfa pro that's the whole school that's the whole school's mascot mind you and they uh have no sports clearly obviously and that was the one thing about when i used to go to the gym there i used to always know i was gonna have a basketball and i knew the gym was gonna be empty because nobody in there can hoop nobody and if anybody wants to challenge me on that i'm still in winston Come holler at me if you want one on one. Anyway, I'm sure, moving on. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm wearing because I'm really excited for this. So the the final we're on a we're on a tangent. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake remix rejigger is coming out, and as y'all know, I'm a big nerd. And Final sure. Fantasy VII actually changed my life. So I'm wearing a t-shirt. Nice that that normies have said is pretty dope. And if y'all when y'all see the video. Because we're gonna release the video, y'all. Y'all be like, "Yeah, that's dope too." I'm a normie, and I think it's dope, so I'll say that. You're not normal, Colin. I'm not a normal person, but I'm not familiar with the, with video games like that. I wouldn't be able to point that out and find and know what it was. I'll say that if that's what well, a normie is, if that's what well, I'm actually, doing. this is and this podcast is actually the Educate Colin on Anime Podcast, anime and video games. <laughs> For real. Anywho, All right, anywho. Moving on. What Moving we, what? on. What show are we doing again? 
we doing we're doing wednesday it's directed by tim burton and you got right. the writers right who wrote it yeah yeah the writers uh it's written by alfred golf and miles miller and they are known for some like popcorn popcorn movies you know like uh what was one that they had i can't i, I should have written them down but they, they're known for like big budget writing big budget blockbuster uh movies now you know some of them are great some of them aren't so great i've enjoyed some of them some of them i haven't you can look them up and, and see them but it's just interesting to see them take on television i know they have before but um you can kind of see the seeds of movie writing in this pilot from my well, perspective i mean they're like they're ogs like alfred alfred um wrote smallville for those big right yes. big smallville fans out there shout out to my little brother taj martinez who loves smallville uh he was one of the screenwriters on spider-man 2 which is probably the best spider-man you know what i mean so these these dudes these dudes know what they're doing yeah they're writers, um, they're, they're writers by yeah. trade you know what i'm saying yeah. like they've been doing this you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> so netflix i mean netflix put out all pulled out all the stops for this so let's i i got an elevator pitch Ooh, okay Okay, I I want you. I don't have one, so you having one is great. And this is the we're gonna do it the, the way we did last time. So mm. I'll say, cue the music. Hey, hey, you're the you're the head of Netflix, aren't you? Yes, I am Ted Sarandos. Hey, Ted, good to see you. What's up, man? Hey, man, I got a, I got a great idea for a TV show. I'm not sure you do, cause I've heard this plenty of times, but well, you, you I trust you. I trust yeah. you. You look you look smart. You look and smart. cute and Afro Latino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'll listen to me. All right. Well, check this out. All right. So do you remember uh, a comic that was written in the 1930s that was then published in the New Yorker that got turned into a TV show in the 60s? Say and more. Then a say more. Yeah, and then it was turned into a movie in 91 and 93 and 2019. And then I guess there's another one in 2021. Do you know that? I, I, I sounds like you've been doing your research, sir. <laughs> well, okay. So you think that with all of those things, that would be a pretty pirate piece of IP, yeah? Oh, no, 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 no. I definitely don't see it that way. Now, what is it, though? I need to know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All oh, right. Sorry, sorry. Don't don't want to bear the lead. So so all that all that. There's no way that we can do another take on this IP. However, I've got a great take because check this out, right? Gen Zers, who are like quickly watching stuff, are like really into like Harry Potter, and they're really into like Twilight. So what if we take the most popular character from that TV show? a little girl named Wednesday we put her in high school in a high school that's kind of similar to Hogwarts except in except wizards they're like vampires and werewolves and mermaids and I guess medusas <laughs> and we make her a precog and we also decide that like you know she's gotta like figure out a giant mystery in which her dad which we all like thought was like a lovable kind of like really horny guy is actually a murderer and we'll get Tim Burton to direct it what do you think 
well, you know what? I think you have the makings of a hit television show. And I want to say, I really, really love this, the movie Minority Report, and I appreciate the reference to precogs. So you know what? <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. But check this out. Check this out. I got a great marketing strategy for you, right? Somewhere in the show, we'll have her dance. Because we know that people who are going to watch this IP are going to be so into this IP that they're going to take that dance of hers and then put it on TikTok and then it's going to become a viral sensation that is then going to take the show and push it to the stratosphere. Man, huh? I mean, you already sold me. I think you I think you got something there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. Millions, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. All right. I think that was a great elevator pitch. I love, I love how you hit all the hit all the notes. But I am curious. I'm wondering, like, did, like when was the dance introduced? You know what I mean? I'm sure there's some interview somewhere that, that'll. that'll well, tell apparently, you that. like I was I was watching some stuff about this, and apparently, like, they and I don't know if this is true or not. They might have been saying this in, in hindsight, that apparently the dance wasn't intended to be a viral sensation, hmm. and it just ended up. There was like there's one um handle on TikTok, which this the person who does the handle on TikTok, like that's what they do is they like pull out dances and they slow it down and they put interesting music to it. So they so that guy took that guy, girl, uh man, woman, trans person, cis person, person, human soul, that person took <laughs> trying to cover all of it that person (laughs) took that that clip and then stuck lady gaga to it and then threw it up there and then that ended up going crazy viral and if you watch uh jenna ortega's interviews she goes from like being completely like uh uh non non plussed about it like and exasperated to like by the end kind of like begrudgingly accepting the fact that like (laughs) this thing is actually making her a, a a superstar yeah, so I mean, this show, this show Wednesday is like going off of that. This show Wednesday is in the cultural zeitgeist. It's super yep. popular. It is. It went like it had viral elements to it, and it was t- it was talked about a lot. It kind of thrust Jenny Ortega, the main character uh, of Wednesday, the actress who plays Wednesday, into kind of stardom, really. Yeah, and um, definitely. So yeah, we thought it would be a good one to do. I thought uh, also like looking at when we we look at these shows, we look at awards when and we get a lot of recommendations from friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my sister might have sent this one. And of course, like, you know, this one did did receive some awards also mm-hmm. in the Emmys. So we thought it'd be a good one to do. I mean, you know, again, not necessarily for for us all the way. But, you know, me and my wife watched this. We watched the entire season and we enjoyed it. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What did, so what what is what did about what about it did you enjoy? Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> no, you know what I really liked about it. I like the fact I like the uh, detective story, like the detective kind of a- aspect of it and the murder mystery mm-hmm. thing. That was kind of the thing I latched on to the most because I just didn't expect that. I didn't expect to see that out of this show. I thought mm-hmm, it was going to be like mm-hmm. a teen drama only, and they really kind of messed with genres that I think a lot of people really really love so they they messed right. with like the the high school teen drama they messed with like the uh the uh the, 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 they made her like a detective they made her like a novel writer and mm-hmm. then but um i think as as i as i did, did the analysis 
I think we're able to kind of identify what it is about Wednesday that we like so much, you know, mm-hmm. just, it's like teenage angst on 12, but it's like mm-hmm. embedded, not just because she's a teenager, it's embedded into like who she is as a character. And she has real reasons for why she's like that, that we want to find mm-hmm. out later on. So it's kind of like, why, why is she the way she is? Why is she so deadpan? Like the rest of her family is, is very emotional, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's not. You know, so so what is that about? And that was, mm-hmm. I think that's something that we really didn't, we never really focused on in the uh, Adams Family franchise before. We never really talked about why these people are the way they are. You know, right, 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 right. They're just they're just strange for the sake of being strange, and then all of a sudden, this show really allows us to really kind of unpack that, but also kind of unpack it within our own twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three understanding of things like mental health things like you know mm-hmm. potentially autism uh, the autistic spectrum like mm-hmm. you know like um what does it mean to be different what does it mean to have superpowers you know what i mean like all of those kind of things that we we can now view where in, in the 60s we're we were just like they're strange yeah These they're are different people. from and us it's funny it's all of it, all the weird stuff is played for last period mm-hmm. so right, I, exactly. th- I think it was cool to put wednesday in a, a school for freaks quote-unquote freaks and let her be like the weird one you know what i mean right. <laughs> like she's still right. the weirdest person at that school which is kind of right. nope nobody likes her no no she's <laughs> universally hated <laughs> she's kind of i mean like wednesday is is crazy off-putting i mean like like let's be real. Like if like her first interaction with you is is one to like quote like a serial killer is is yeah, I'm gonna I'm not gonna like you either. Like I'm gonna be a yeah. little But the thing is she's about justice though too. So that's the other thing we start learning about her is like mm-hmm. Wednesday wants to when she finds her brother, we're we're kinda jumping ahead to like the way that the show opens. But right. we find Jenny Ortega slash Wednesday she has this voiceover and she's kind of explaining like everything we need to know about her and like what's going on in her head she says something about like um underfunded schools which I thought was ironic because this school has a polo team I mean a water polo team so this isn't an underfunded school but whatever no not at all not at all and I don't I think like if we cross and that like if we go through that school I think we see like just the two of them as the only brown people in that school right <laughs> right she's so. like, like i don't know who made that who thought it'd be a good idea to have underfunded schools run by people whose dreams have already died or whatever but i appreciate the sadism which is a funny line but then we find pugsley has been thrown into a locker and he's been tied mm-hmm. up by some people and like honestly when we see to me when i see pugsley like this i'm like you know the adams family we know they're all to me, they're all badasses, you know, Pugsley mm-hmm. too, you know, so seeing yeah. him like this is like, okay, this is a little different. Why is he mm-hmm. not being able, why is he not as formidable as his sister? He touches Pugsley and has like this, this, I don't, I guess he, she, she saw a vision from the past, right? So right. all the guys like, you know, she, she was able to identify the culprits, right? Right. Which she, is also new for, new for her. So she also says like, oh, I'm, I've been having these visions. These are recent, like she wasn't born having visions. All of a sudden she started having the ability to have visions. Yeah. And this is a new introduction. I think something that's been new to introduce to the, uh, 
the franchise also i don't i don't yes. think she's had this before whether in the comics or in the show mm-hmm. movies all that whatever so anyway we're, we're getting introduced to this new thing that's happening to her and then it's kind of really off-putting and like whoa okay this is new and then once she identifies these people she proceeds to find them at their water polo practice the white boys obviously douchebag white boys they're like this is closed practice she's like yeah and she has piranhas we don't know how she, they got them how she got them we don't care she got them. <laughs> we don't care how she got them she has them in her hands already in them it also in plastic bags She's in got plastic piranhas. bags <laughs> like simple bags yeah in plastic bags ready to drop she drops them in the pool and they attack everybody uh, everybody gets out of the pool. It's that one guy, and he gets attacked. We see blood in the water. We're like, awesome. I know. And she smiles. Like, I know. And and not only this, she's like, we, we get very what what's and I, we'll probably talk about this more and more and more. But we also we got to talk about Jenny Ortega. Jenny Ortega is exceptional on the show. It's simply because she's got the. It's hard not to compare this show to things like Dexter, but like mm-hmm. she and Michael C. Hall are doing something that is very very difficult, which is like dealing with characters that are that are somehow emotionally stunted in some sort of capacity and showing avenues in which we do see glimmers of emotion and we do see glimmers of vulnerability and when she gets excited we can see it in her face when she gets rocked back and she takes a hit we can see in her face when she starts to fall in love we see it in her face but it's all very subtle and all very very like very very specific Mm-hmm. And so the glee that she, but here's also a thing: the glee that is in her face while this poor child. I mean, yes, he beat up her brother and threw him in a locker, but she literally then tries to kill him. Right, right. She tries to kill <laughs> all of them, all of them, all of them. It's a uh, and she's she, happy, not just happening. happy. She looks extremely excited. She looks like she's having a religious experience (laughs) from the blood that is dripping from this dude's. Because we find out later, it's his testicles. Like, he loses his testicles. Yes. One. Just one testicle. Just one, right. (laughs) Only one. Only one. Uh, Who's the the cyclist who lost the testicle? Uh, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. She lanced Armstrong this cat. (laughs) But he also had cancer. Brownness. Yeah, but then he also cheated, so we don't, you know. Yeah, that's true. Cheated yeah. on both cheated those cheated in his sport and cheated on his wife. Oh, I didn't, know, I didn't know about his wife part. <laughs> Why are we talking about Lance Armstrong? Okay, I'm sorry, that's my fault. Moving uh, on. Okay, but here's my this is my so so this is my question though because we get very little of who Wednesday is, and I mean we're going we're going to go through the entire pilot. We're going to learn more and more about her, and from what I can tell, as you watch the show, you learn learn more about her. But I think like it leans really heavy on the fact that like we have uh, an understanding of who this character is from the jump and from the onset, which my question, I, and maybe it's not even a question is how much of that is, was a risk for Netflix to take because this show tonally is geared for a certain age bracket. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how much that age bracket is aware of the Adams family and that IP and specifically Wednesday. You know what I mean? Cause it's not really, it's the show. The this show is... is touching on nostalgia. If I was a millennial and I'm watching the Adams family, yeah. but it's doing so many like other things that are, that I would equate with like uh, the generation below me that I'm not quite sure. Like that's exactly what it's doing. 
Well, that's what I think. That's what I think they're trying to do. So they're like, okay, we're going to get, it seems like the way to, the way to other generations heart is through the millennials. I don't know if that's the truth. That's not, true. I don't know if that's the truth, but let me, <laughs> let me say, let me, let me, let me defend it. Okay. Okay. So okay. Please. What you do as, as an aging millennial, please defend yes. our, and honestly, I'm not the, I'm not an old, I'm not an OG millennial quite yet. Like there's, they're older versions, but this is the thing. What they do. So millennials, sometimes some of them have kids at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Some of those kids, they're probably probably six or seven years old, but that, that doesn't really matter. So like if you want to, so you're trying to get to, you're trying to get to the millennials, you're trying to get to the generation below and the generation above. This particular piece of IP is resonant to my mother. It's resonant mm-hmm. to me. And mm-hmm. and like the, through the reruns and then the like reboot TV shows and movies that came out of it, mm-hmm. and then like they're trying to like they're trying to resurrect it with the the the, the young Gen Zers. So they're like, okay, we already got them. We already got the millennials and the boomers. We already got them. Mm-hmm. They're probably gonna mm-hmm. at least watch the first episode or tell their kid about it, or their right. their kid will tell the young folks about it. But the young, but if we focus on the little kids, the little twenty, the you know them kids, them college kids. We're gonna be uh-huh. good. So maybe maybe I just effed up my whole uh, thought and said that really what what we really need to do is go to the Gen Zers and it'll just trickle up. So who knows? Well, because I think I think us millennials is like we're we 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 want to stay culturally relevant as much as we as we're like clinging on cultural relevancy like it's well we run like things now like, we're running it we're we're, the, we're, one, we're we're the directors mostly we're the directors we're the writers we're we're the ones that are pushing the culture now not at this show. This ain't Gen no, Z wrote, wrote no, this. No, but we're trying to get we're trying to get that Gen Z money. We're trying that's to get that true, Gen Z that's, money. So we know true. we have to. So like we're like we're like the we're like the 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 old folks that are like, what's that new uh, phrase y'all using nowadays? Like the old kids say, you know what I mean? Like we're trying to figure out what the lingo is. That's the sad part about where we are. Like the the. the but that's my that's my thing, and yeah, I know we're on a yeah. tangent. But the, no, you're like, right. That's that's my thing about this show is that. This show feels like my question. My I guess my question is like, if this dance didn't go viral, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to um, diminish the, the accomplishments of the show, but if this show, if the dance didn't go viral, would the show have been as popular as it was? You know what I mean? I think so. Well, right. the, the dance had to go viral for the show to be popular. You think? I think so. I think so. Who? So, but. A Gen Z, a popular Gen Z, or a group of them had to like have connected with that first for it to. They they had to get to that episode. That episode was far deep, deep. Look, we don't we don't. Which know came first, goddamn it, the chicken or the egg, goddamn it? Which one? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd be like I to argue know. too. I, I just know. like to argue for no reason. I really don't know. I, I don't know what it is. You might be right. No, no, but I, I, I'm just, I, I just, I find it fascinating because, like, we, we were talking about this, uh, uh, I think before we started, but like, the show is also, the show is also doing a lot of, it's doing a lot of young adult thing, like tropes mm-hmm. and things, like the fact that the school is very similar to Hogwarts, the fact that we have, we're gonna have the competing love interests, 
you know what I mean? The the kind of like detective story, which also like Harry Potter dipped into this kind of detective world. There's, you know, Percy Jackson's kind of sort of dips into like a detective world sometimes. Like mm-hmm. it, it there are tropes within it that are very much like, okay, these are gonna hit the young adults, um, the young adult like kind of pillars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I can see that like if you can hit all those things. And you can capture the imagination of that age group enough, then it'll kind of skyrocket the show forward. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I mean, I think you're right about that. <clears throat> I had to contradict my my argument and my theory a couple of times as I was actually <laughs> saying it, but that's fine. But <laughs> uh, this show, I mean, you know, there's no doubt and there's no denying the the popularity of the show. Where where it comes, where that popularity comes from, will never freaking no but they did sink a bunch of money into it It seems like yeah it might have been a risk but it seemed like they knew they had to have known that it was going to hit but who who knows man who knows remember i always bring up kira because kira was was one of our great guests um but she was like she was like they didn't think that abbott was going to hit they thought that queens was going to hit you know what i mean right which is interesting it's like what the executives think is going to hit and what actually does is just kind of an interesting kind of well, and also, that like, I mean, Netflix has been taking swings at IP for a while now, and they've had several attempts at I, at IP, and specifically IP within this age group, that have not hit. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, like, yeah, they sunk a bunch of money to it. They gave it to, they gave it to Tim Burton to direct the pilot. They hired these amazing screenwriters to, to write it. So, like, like they, I, they knew, they put their their <laughs> I hate to say this about Netflix. They put their best foot forward in it to, like to make it yeah. hit. But I think that like me personally, if I looked at this on a sheet and been like, okay, we're gonna reboot the Adams family and we're gonna reboot the Adams family but make it Harry Potter, I I would have been like, I don't know, my dog. I, we might need to go back to the we might need to go back to the um the drawing bird for that one. So I think that like it's for me it it is it is surprising that this got as popular as it did um right on paper you know watching the show i'm like okay i get it but like on paper i'm like yeah i'm i'm very surprised it's got as popular as it did yeah yeah i mean i just hate to sometimes i just hate to to go that way that's why i'm arguing with you cuz i hate to uh, cuz <laughs> because Seriously, because like I'm like, because I feel like maybe that might be a function of my own taste level or my own right. like the own bubble, my own bubble. So sometimes like st- when things surprise me, I like take notice. So now like I'm like okay, now I'm trying to find out what are the nuggets that make this show really really great and what what is it that makes it makes it connect to people. So let's get yeah. into it. I mean, we already yeah, talked about are- the opening. Right. Let's let's talk about the way they introduce character. We've talked about how Wednesday was introduced. He's walking down the hallway of some like. Mm-hmm white looks like a private school to me but you know like i grew up in the charlotte mecklenburg school system so <laughs> we didn't have any schools that look like that <laughs> in no. the public school system no, uh, anyway no, ain't no fucking pools <laughs> no no, no pools no. in my public school system so you know there's that but then um we see pugsley we see pugsley in a whole new light pugsley's usually like a, a ne'er-do-well mischievous fella in and of himself but we're seeing him in us in another state and she says to him in the early parts of that episode she says emotion equals weakness pull yourself together to me 
that line, that opening line, that kind of like explains everything we need to know about this character and the journey that she's about to be on. She's a character who tries to suppress emotions. She's freaking Vulcan uh, in human form who just doesn't believe that emotions have any value and then we see every and then as the as the show progresses we find out that her family is like nothing but emotions like the way that her dad and her mom interact with each other is on brand with what we know about the adams family they're like in love with each other in a way that's like ridiculous and almost like you know being a married being a married man it's like oh that's that's beautiful you know what i mean like that's, that's it's too much but that's that's really beautiful right and she's looking at them with such disdain, right? So so right. now we see her brother's too emotional, her mom and dad are too emotional, and then she doesn't believe in emotion at all. She just believes right. that she needs to completely suppress it. So that's the if this was a movie, this was the, this is the this is the journey that the main character needs to go on. And by the end, we'll we'll find that this this character will come to full realization by getting in touch with their emotions finally right and it and every and what's really great about that too is that every character that she then meets then is in direct contradiction to her world her worldview Mm -hmm. so her battle with her mother is directly tied to that kind of like emotionality that she had that she doesn't have and her mother does have you know, as she meets the the principal, the principal is also carrying a lot of emotion and a lot of feelings and a lot of attachments, um, which is also in direct contradiction to to her, you know, or her mm-hmm. roommate. Uh, you know, every every time she runs into somebody, they all have some sort of capacity. They all have they're all attacking her worldview in some sort of way, which is then causing her to either double down on her worldview which then comes in you know, comes in the form of her 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 quips or the way mm-hmm. that she you know cuts people down the way that she like physically you know pushes people away or it comes from the or she starts to slowly but surely inch her way into their kind of emotional space you know uh, right. jumping ahead we see that a little bit with her and her roommate when they have this like wonderful kind of scene where they both talk about their own vulnerabilities and the things that they're afraid of and the things that make them cry you know mm-hmm. right yeah so you know that's that's where we're that's where we're at that's the that's the nugget i think in wednesday that makes people really really want to watch it it's not the dancing right. it's not the virality it's the it's the character it's who this character is it's how this character kind of represents teen and and even like you know young early 20s angst you know what i mean you're feeling that exact same thing when you're in your early 20s a lot of times but it's just wednesday just represents that on 12 which brings again that extreme aspect is what where the comedy comes in you know right uh the, the comedic elements of it uh, so yeah, so, so as as we run through the pilot, the way that the characters get introduced, we we get introduced to the family, the most important people there, um, and then you know step by step we get introduced to different characters that are going to be right. important as we move on. Right, we we run into the principal, the principal uh, Larissa, uh, played by the awesome uh, the awesome Gwendolyn, I want Christie, Gwendolyn Christie. Four hour, the four hour. Game of Thrones fans, 
We yeah. all know her as the big lady. The big lady. <laughs> She's got a name. She's got a name in this damn show. Uh, Brianna of Tarth. Brianna of Tarth. Brianna Tarth. Brianna Tarth. I just love the the red the big the big red headed dude that was in love with her that never had a shot. <laughs> and all he just he's like, where's the big never lady? where's the big never lady? had a shot. Even though even though I shipped her and um I shipped her and Jamie. I wanted her and Jamie to get to, to get together. But that's that's oh, another yeah. podcast. That's, that, that's another podcast. Anyway, uh. So, uh, so, and 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 this is going to get a little bit into why I I I had a little bit difficulty with this pilot, is the pilot is going to go through a lot of info dumps, and uh, Principal Larissa, even though she's going to function in the show uh, in a completely different way, her first introduction with her is is going to be a bit of an info dump. We find out things um, about Wednesdays that she needs to be in therapy because court ordered. Um, she's been expelled often. She's the school's already in session, so Wednesday is an exception. Is 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 going to be an exception. Um, Wednesday is also going to be walking in her mother's footsteps. Like so, we get all this like info dumps, info dumps. Um, from this kind of like interview that Wednesday and her parents have with Principal Larissa. So what what were the issues that you had with that? Um, I think it, I mean, it goes back to our conversation with, uh, the expanse. I, for my own, when I'm, when I'm looking at genre, I am, I believe that the audience and, and I can't really say this to these guys because these guys wrote Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2 is my, is my favorite of the Spider-Mans. So it's hard for me to say, to speak to these dudes and be like, yo, what I think, well, actually. Well, actually, but I, I just I, I, I got to go back to the fact that like, you know, Orphan Black was like, we got very little. We got very little exposition and that and I was right there with with them the entire time. Or yeah. Scavengers Rain, we got very little exposition, very little info dumps, but I was right there with them the whole time. Your audience, I believe, is a lot smarter than I think a lot of like we than, than I think a lot of folks give them credit for. And I don't think that we need to have so much info dumping especially since you know what i mean like half of us are 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 gonna be watch like it's especially like if we want to get people to watch shows and not listen to shows not be on their phones i'm like like then let's give them information that is going to allow them to that's going to force them to watch the show you know what i mean like not just have characters come out and say like wednesday you're in therapy you need to go twice a week or wednesday you've been expelled haven't you or you know what, Wednesday, you're an exception to the school. You know, it's just like I'm like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And then it doesn't give me any real reason to rewatch the pilot. I'm like, all right, you know. I give you that. I give you that. I think also, I mean, there is a world, this is me arguing a little bit too. But this there's a world where I mean that's just about preference. Like, I don't think that the info right. dumping was incredibly heavy handed. There is a lot of like exposition where they literally state the thing that you needed to know instead of right. showing you. And of course, like we always talk about it in any screenwriting class will tell you it's about show, not tell. But, you know, when you have an opportunity, it, it depends on if it is doing to me, if it's doing multiple things at one time, like if it's telling us mm -hmm. if it, it might be hinting at something that has to do with that mystery, that murder mystery that we weren't really thinking about. There's a lot of like mm -hmm. going back to Game of Thrones, there's a lot of just talking in game of thrones that you just let you that that you just let wash over you 
mm-hmm. thing you miss. But when you go back, you find out that all of those were laying the seeds for things that are going to happen in season one, two, three, mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. And you and and the thing is, like, it don't feel like info dumping. It just sounds like conversation that you shouldn't pay too much attention to. This one right. feels a little bit more heavy handed where you're like, these are things that you need to know. Like you're li- they're giving us information for th- of things that we need to know. Well, because like, we we literally have a character who's going to take Wednesday on a tour of the school in which she says, like, I write a blog and in my blog, I talk about all the things about the school. And here's right. what you need to know. about the school. Yes, but that's a trope that we that we saw even in sex education. Like, uh, I know I didn't it, say I like the trope. I know. No, it. <laughs> I, no I'm, not, I'm just saying I'm just defending it. I'm just defending it. You know, I'm just right, saying true, that. True. And, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just de- defending it as like something that we see all the time so you kind of like when you when it comes to tropes and when when it comes to certain specific genres especially like the teen school drama you kind of have to do it you have to have the best friend walk around the school and those are the freaks and you know why because everybody loves it that's the thing everybody loves it right true and and you have to do and this is honestly this was done in a different way a different and i think interesting way just because of the nature of the school and you had to do that because maybe not the principal weems part as much Mm -hmm. but the um when enid walks her through the school because we needed to know like what's the hierarchy here and we also needed to know Mm -hmm. that wednesday like i said before wednesday is not the weirdest person here she's not the freak that she she, well maybe she is she she might think she's the weirdest person here i mean she kind of is because she's not like but she's she's not a literal mystical on that's what that's what i'm saying because she's not a mythical creature she's like putting on a lot of this like I kill people. I maim people. I don't care about death. Like, right. I don't love people. I don't have emotions. It's all a big put on. Right. Right. So it's like, get, she's like creating right. this character, this, like this freak. She needs like at other schools, she didn't have to create a freak. She just was. Here, right. She has to, she has to put on because now she's around like literal werewolves and freaks, and, you know, like <laughs> monsters and stuff. And she's not that. The only the biggest thing that right. she is uh, as a monster is she's pale, and she has visions that nobody knows about. That's it. Right, right. What well, what else? What yeah? And I'm, and Enid has that great line where she says like that that whole goth girl chick may have worked in normie school, but it's not gonna work here. Yeah, that's you know that's and 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 this pilot does serve to do that. You know, what I mean, like Wednesday historically as a character has always been a character that has been um slightly ahead of everything like you know a superhero in the sense of like wednesday you believe that wednesday could always handle everything that was then thrown at her because she just is just the natural her her statism her her intelligence her you know her 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 punisher like (laughs) inventory of weapons like she's she's able to like just handle anything and if she's going to be the protagonist of your show, you have she has to be a little vulnerable. That's kind of the issue with the Punisher, right? The Punisher is he has an an infinite amount of weapons and we're like this motherfucker ain't never going to run out of ammo. It only becomes interesting when the Punisher runs out of ammo. And the same thing with Wednesday. Wednesday only becomes interesting when all of her plans and all of her stuff doesn't work. When she when her intelligence makes her miss something. When she's when she's forced to be backfooted and can't be front you know she can't be engaged when her yeah. worldview is challenged yeah and so, so that's why i really i do appreciate this because there's 
they're they're trying to create a teen drama while doing what you're saying you know what i mean right like creating this character who has all these superpowers but we have to make her look vulnerable or we have to right. we have to show how powerful she is and then we have to punish her punish her punish right. her over right. and over right. again but we're right. also do, we're doing that while we're trying to build on what everybody knows about a teen drama like we got to give her some love interests she right. just she's already stated like she says a couple things that um i i wrote down but one one of that that was the most important thing to me like one was the emotion equals weakness then when right. she when her mom uh kind of like they drive away after they drop her off at the school she's like i don't want to be a mother like i don't want to be a single mother you're not single mother right. i don't want to be a stay-at-home mom or whatever it was or housewife i don't mm, want a family yeah. i don't want to fall in love that's what she says like basically i don't want to be like you mm-hmm. i don't want to be like you so now to me like all i'm looking at is who's she gonna fall in love with you know what i mean like what emotions are she when is she gonna show emotion when is she gonna fall in love and who is she gonna fall in love with um you know everything she states that she doesn't want is like the things that she needs right 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 that's awesome everything she states she doesn't want is the things that she needs that's great like when you're thinking about a protagonist it's the 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 need the what they actually need is oftentimes what they are repulsed by which that makes them very exactly what you outwardly state that you don't want right right but in fact she does want it because we get we get we get two lovely lovely handsome young men that That look damn near the same like (laughs) goofy ass looking white dudes okay yeah no goofy looking white dudes who uh get introduced to her and they're like hey um you know i'm not repulsed by you I think you're kind of interesting. Okay, this is the other thing. So then, so there's a scene, she goes to therapy, right? She goes to therapy and, mm-hmm. and she's talking with the therapist and the therapist is like actually breaking in a little bit. She starts breaking, breaking into that little, like that hard shell that she got. The, mm-hmm. the way she does it though, she does it through bringing up the art. So Wednesday claims that she's not emotional, but she's like an incredible artist, right? She's, right. she's a musician prolific musician she's got she's literally a musician and she's like 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 when she plays the cello like a whole ass orchestra then follows with her and the entire (laughs) school is like like what the fuck is that because like no because that ass y'all like 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 if some creepy girl is up on is up on the uh, balcony playing a cello and every time she strikes an instrument a whole ass fucking angelic chorus comes (laughs) screaming yeah i'm gonna be like yo what the fuck is that too exactly right so so she tries to she claims that she's not emotional at all but then she's like she expresses herself through incredible art right like as a writer she she's writing a novel she's a very uh accomplished cellist you know Mm -hmm. but but when she's in that therapy session the therapist says um i was i for your evaluation i actually read your novel right and then then you start seeing her face crack a little bit she's like wait what And then she then she says something like, I was particularly interested in these two characters, which are supposed to represent she and her mother's relationship. Right. right? Um, and then she was like, wait, I got to go to the bathroom. So she immediately runs away. As soon as the therapist starts getting into that, that the heart, that's when she retreats. Right, 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 right. Well, she also, also, she also runs away. She so the, so the therapist gets at the heart of it. But also the therapist then is like, OK, so let's unpack the relationship between you and your mother. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's the mother that causes her because she's having the banter about the, her work. And she's like, yeah, you know, I, I tried to kill somebody with mousetraps when they didn't like my work. And all of a sudden, but then it's like, well, tell me about your mother. And it's like, boom, she's like right out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She, uh, immediately she wants to retreat. So we see like getting in touch with her emotions is a sore subject. She's putting on this, this front. I'm this tough person who fights I, I don't care what anybody thinks about me but when mm-hmm. you start good when you start recognize she thinks she's smarter than everybody so like that therapist showed that she was a little bit more formidable than right. she expected and she wasn't ready for that so then right. she immediately wants to retreat she she escapes that room through some kind of crazy thing she for some what did she use uh a nail file which was crazy was like i looked file. at the i looked at the the window and i was like you don't need a nail file to open that window you can literally <laughs> you can just, just lift it put <laughs> <laughs> a little notch and open it but whatever anyway <laughs> thing gave her a nail file to open the door that she didn't need it for but whatever she, she, also, she, didn't, she also didn't need thing there like she could have just went into her bag and lifted and pulled out a nail file. exactly like, <laughs> she's, she's making thing her little personal slave <laughs> But whatever. Anyway, so she gets hey, out that one. Justice for thing. Free thing. <laughs> Free thing. <laughs> Free thing. So she goes out the window. She slides down a little uh little drain pipe, gets away, and then she goes to the weather vane, the little coffee shop where she where mm-hmm. she knows she needs some she needs some caffeine really, really bad to stage her escape. Apparently. Okay. She needed four espresso shots. Four fucking espresso shots. <laughs> and the espresso machine is going haywire. She immediately goes into break it a break into it and fix it she gets the little manual which for some reason she can speak italian because she's a genius she you know well she, she, she can speak italian her... she can speak italian too because she 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 is enamored with machiavelli and right so she right has to read she has to read machiavelli in, in his in native italian tongue. yeah <laughs> in, in the, yeah exactly so but but I really like this too. So I'm I'm taking a class. Shout out to Sundance Institute. I'm taking a little Sundance collab or collab, whatever you want to call it, nice. class about uh pilots. And one thing they they talk about is and, and I don't, it was something else that um R.I.P. Peter Werner taught taught me about like when you're when you're writing a scene right, mm-hmm. and you want to make your especially if you're doing something that's kind of boring. Really, this is about a character who's meeting what who could be one of her like love triangle yeah folks right and but you want to make them do something active that's representative of something also so Mm. while they're finding the potential of falling in love she decides to take it upon herself to fix the espresso machine why Mm -hmm. why does she want to do that why does she want to fix things that are broken like why does she does she feel like she wants to do it in exchange for the help that he might be able to give her maybe maybe so right There's, but the other thing is he states um she's like can you tell me a thing this is me paraphrasing but can you tell me something about this special machine she said he said it's a he said something like it's a savage beast that has a mind of its own right mm-hmm. so she wants to fix the savage beast that has a mind of its own and if you and if you have watched further i know you think i'm reaching but no, I'm no, but I'm spoiling a little bit too because that character you'd find out has some beastly qualities that he is internal. Is he a werewolf? Is he the guy killing people? <laughs> he just might be. So ah! <laughs> when we talk about a savage beast that has a mind of its own who needs to get fixed by Wednesday, uh huh, 
that's the thing. That's the special uh, mission. That's, that's the connection that they have together. That's the thing. Free thing. <laughs> so anyway, oh, I see. So the, yes. the coffee is a metaphor. The special oh, machine is a metaphor. The broken espresso that. machine is is a metaphor. <laughs> yes. Because we're all a because we're all a broken espresso machine in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh beasts that uh have a mind of our own and we need to be fixed. <laughs> so anyway, she jumps in there and fix that. So and then right after, so again, we're we're getting the as all pilots do, we're finding out things about this character. What she right. is, what she's she has ingenuity. She's she's gotten out of that 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 window, which she didn't need a tool for, but she got out of there anyway. She slid down the pole. She goes to the, the coffee shop and immediately. Which I don't think I don't think she needed to slide down that pole either. She did not need to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> but she she does wild things to get down that pole. She goes to the coffee <laughs> shop and she fixes the espresso machine. And then right after that, what happens? Do you remember? Oh man. Okay. She gets she gets she gets accosted yes. by my Juneteenth award. <laughs> I got jokes for that dude. I got jokes for that dude. So so, so we we so she gets accosted by and we also we also have to circle back because we, we didn't talk about Enid 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 Sinclair's introduction. So we'll do that right after this. Yes. But she so she <laughs> So she's sitting there trying to drink coffee because she's waiting because because the meat the the cute boy is like I'm gonna drive you to to the train station, mm-hmm. um which which is kind of like for me because he looks a lot older than her that would have been a red flag for me I'd be like I don't know my nigga you can't call me an Uber like you can't it's like right. ten bucks but right anyway so and then in walks three dudes wearing pilgrim outfits yes and one and and one of the dudes who I guess is the the is is the the ringleader is played by this brother who has a scowl on his face mm-hmm. that that looks like he has smelt something foul and i don't think that that was quite what the note was given to him but he can't seem to like release that scowl off his face and he sees this poor pale tiny latinx woman drinking coffee and decides like i'm gonna fuck with her right (laughs) for no particular reason wednesday's (laughs) got words for them too she's got and she's she's smart with it too she's quick with it right so and she says all the things like oh basically she she basically she calls out you know clearly she's not a very religious person so She's like, yeah. Why would you want to dress up like a religious cult that uh, staged a bunch of genocides and all that kind of kind of stuff? And then, oh, yeah. and then the Come black on. dude speaks. He he speaks up and he says, uh, uh, my dad owns Pilgrim World." And immediately, my thing is this: I'm thinking, shout out to misplaced black owned businesses because why is a nigga owning Pilgrim World? Okay, <laughs> I've been holding this one in. I've been holding it in. Because... That's a, is that is that is that considered reverse gentrification? Why in the world is a black man <laughs> starting to be? You know what? I gotta start a business. I need a business plan. Can you help me with my business plan? Pilgrim yeah. World. <laughs> Pilgrim World. That's a black-owned business. I would not even on Black History expecting... Month. On Black History, we watched the show on Black History Month. Yeah, and yes, I know, I know. 
Um, world. <laughs> well, the fact that he and the fact that the brothers like the young brothers like, nah, my dad owns that. Don't make fun <laughs> of Pilgrim World, son. Yeah. That's my yeah. fa- that's my that's my father that's my livelihood son yeah that's my legacy <laughs> that's my legacy that's my birthright like that was so weird to me I was like no black man will ever say that and it, honestly it would be more realistic if the young black man was like yeah my dad owns Pilgrim World <laughs> <He'd> be embarrassed <laughs> yeah because you could have played it you could have played it for a joke but instead we played it he he's he was like all earnest and he was yeah. like and and it was like he was like that's just another reason for me to to fuck this little to literally brown physically girl assault her. <laughs> to physically yeah. assault her because she made fun of pilgrim world that that place that my dad owns <laughs> so anyway they fight and then we find out that she's a badass but okay let's go back though let's go back because we didn't we didn't we didn't yeah. do the introductions the way we usually do and it's an important one that we missed a couple, couple. Yeah, there's actually two that I think we we need to talk about because mm-hmm. probably because there is a there is probably a better Juneteenth award. Uh, in oh yeah, there is. That's why I couldn't believe what you were saying. That's why I was like, let me let me go ahead and throw this. No, this brother is my that brother is my Juneteenth award. It? I'm keeping it. That brother <laughs> is my Juneteenth right. award because right, how many we need representation in the black community. We need represent. We need it. We we need to be represented. For our Malcolm X's, our Martin Luther Kings, and our niggas that own Pilgrim World. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. All right. All right. So anyway, so so we get it's a piece to, of blackness. It's a piece of it blackness. is a piece of it is a piece of blackness. Um so we get to Edith Sinclair. Uh so Edith Sinclair is Wednesday's roommate. And uh, and they're actually living in her mother's old room. So once again, we're continuing this kind of these themes of like Wednesday walk in her mother's footsteps. She's literally sleeping in the bed that her mother used to sleep in. And Edith is um, is is everything that Wednesday is not. She's colorful. She's full of emotions. She's super excited. She likes to sing and dance. She they both are writers, but. Wednesday writes these like manifestos and these, you know, noirs and these detectives and Edith likes to write gossip blogs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like Wednesday, she's also a bit of an outcast. She can't fully she's a werewolf, but she can't fully transform into a werewolf. And thus we learn that she's got because I guess she's the number two or number three, her character is going to become important. Her learning to become a full-on werewolf is important, and also what I really want to flag too is that her her stated wants are everything that Wednesday detests. So right. she wants to be a full-on werewolf so she can be part of a pack and find a mate and have family. Because if she doesn't, then she literally thinks she's going to die. You know? Right? She can't. Right. She can't live without that pack. Mm-hmm. Where Wednesday is. Uh, at least in this pilot is says that's everything that she does not want she wants to be a lone wolf she even has that wonderful thing where she's like edith was like well then i'll be a lone wolf and wednesday's like that's great why wouldn't you want that right right yeah that's all she ever wants or she thinks that she wants is mm-hmm. to be a lone wolf right right <laughs> um and then and then we get we also a little later on we then get probably the person who should get the juneteenth award Bianca Barclay. <laughs> yeah, Bianca Barclay. She is the queen bee of the school. Black woman. Uh, she's got these crazy blue eyes, and she is what? What a siren? 
Is it siren? So I guess nothing? yeah, I guess she's yeah, I guess she's like a mermaid or something because yeah, when she was so playing she, in the yeah, water. She's got scales. They, their, their group is called the Scales, and she um, she, yeah, I was a little confused by this part when mm-hmm. when um when Wednesday challenges. So Wednesday does not want to be. I guess I guess it's all about justice for I guess, but I'm like, why is she challenging the queen bee? Like when she doesn't want, when she claims she doesn't want to be, like she doesn't want to know to be noticed. She doesn't want anybody right. to care about her. She doesn't want, you know what I mean. But she's doing everything she can to like, in this moment, like she she had no reason to challenge the best yeah. fencer here, other yeah, than it shows I, that she's a great fun fencer. You know what I'm saying? It shows the great fencer, but also like the the moment that that precedes the challenge is like, uh, Bianca not only beats a kid but also yeah. beats a kid by cheating. Um, and True. then, and then society, the the social, the teacher, then looks the other way. So Wednesday has not only does Wednesday has a justice route, she has a she has actually a particularly social justice bent because it's 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 not only that Bianca is bullying and it's not only that Bianca is cheating to win, but Bianca is cheating to win, and it's also sanctioned by the society. You know? And so and so when when Wednesday goes and challenge, this is the other part about that too. So when when Wednesday does challenge her. Wednesday wins on she wins first. She gets a little point, and then they mm-hmm. even. Then then Bianca evens the score, right? Mm-hmm. But then Jenny, I mean, I keep on call her Jenny Ortega, like that's my homie. But uh, Wednesday decides to make it even more violent. She's like, take off the helmets. We'll do it military style, and we'll fight without tips. And first blood wins. She loses, right? Mm-hmm. So she's not as good as she thinks she is, right? Right. And it gives us an opportunity to watch her lose at something that we've we've seen her just kind of like best everybody up to this point. You right. Know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Right. We also we get that wonderful we also get that dope line from Bianca. It's like, oh, now you finally have a little color on your face. And yeah. um yeah, which is great. And we've been we've been watching Wednesday literally like bleed people out. <laughs> right. And then <laughs> we get introduced point. to the dude, like again, we got we kind of get like a little hint at this other cat who might be important later the guy who she defended about against getting bullied and beaten or whatever it was mm-hmm, cheated mm-hmm. and cheated yeah. uh when they go to the the little nurse's station she gets a little band-aid he he gets something done to him right and then they talk they talk to each other so we're like okay this kid's gonna show up again maybe so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right um so yeah, we've got some, we've got some, we got through our introductions, I think, and we've actually jumped ahead and jumped to our Juneteenth. But if right. we could just we missed, take... we miss, we miss one other one that I think is important. We should okay. talk about. Yeah, um, and then after well, that, actually... can we just take a break and and then yes. return? Okay. Yes. Well, let's just drop a real thing, uh, real yeah. quick thing about Xavier Throop, who is the other yes. uh, love interest, uh, and he acts in he's almost he's you know it's that it's that Jacob and Edward thing from um, from Twilight. Twilight. She's like he's like the exact opposite of of the other love interest. You know what I mean? Except he they both look radically alike, and they both kind of talk in the same tone of mumbly sadness and they both can't seem to comb their hair but anyway he's supposed to be the opposite um and he's also connected to bianca they were they used to date um and then i also think it was important that we also talk about miss thornhill uh who who is the dorm mother and she comes in and she seems to be the only person of authority who understands 
Wednesday besides the therapist, but understands Wednesday in a way that's not, um, that doesn't like, that isn't, uh, that she like, isn't repulsed by. Yeah, it's not intrusive. She yes, Wednesday doesn't intrusive. want people to intrude on her space. Like she likes when, right. if, you, if you're if you interested, that's cool. Just do it from afar. That's cool. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, and I, and I feel like she's gonna be evil later on. Something tells me mm, that. You be thinking, boy. <laughs> you be thinking. All also, right. She, also, she's the immediate past Wednesday. We must say she's the oh, immediate past Wednesday. Christina Ricci played Wednesday right. in the the last movies. Nice, yeah. nice. Cool. <laughs> and with that, we'll take a short break and be back with more the episode one show covering Wednesday. And we're back with the episode one show covering Wednesday, that wonderful Netflix teen drama, Harry Potter, Twilight analog, throwing in everything in the kitchen sink at y'all just to make sure that we cover all four motherfucking quadrants. That's right. Every quadrant, every quadrant. Basically, basically, if 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 Daria was charming, that's absolutely right. That's so funny. <laughs> Daria is Daria is a good quant. Uh, or if, Dar- if Daria too. if Daria had superpowers, basically, yeah, that's a good that's a good comp too. I forgot about Daria. Um, cool. Let's uh let's get into real quick the ABCs, and this this one was tough because I I think we both only really had one. We only had an A. Story I had two, but but I'm gonna see what you think about it. All right. Okay, so I had, I had uh, Wednesday. I, I want to use all kinds of like descriptive words to say this, but Wednesday claws she fights to to escape the boarding school that her her parents unceremoniously forced her to go to. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the A story that I came up with. But then the second one was. Wednesday discovers shocking information about her family history, which inspires her to stay at the school that she claims that she hates. Right. And I, and I, and for me, it's like, so we do these ABCs because um, we, you really, when you, when you think about pilots, you want to think about um, what is their A story, which is basically what's the major story that's thrusting them along. But then you also see little branching stories that kind of come out of it, which will be your Bs, your Cs, and your runners. And um, I, my thing is, is that 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 actually is the conclusion of the A story, which then spirals the protagonist into a B story, which will then branch out into more different stories as we go on within the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it that becomes the story engine that becomes the season engine you know what i mean is is wednesday trying to unpack the mystery of her of her family and this apparently horrible murder that her father has committed and what actually happened with her family at nevermore mm-hmm. not only yeah. that but like the mystery nevermore what's this you got you got her father has killed somebody you've got this crazy creature in the woods that's killing people You've got this prophecy that is also apparently running around that she's going to be the arbiter of destruction for the for the school. There's all these like different thing, these different mysteries that have been kind of splintered out of the fact that like she decides to stay at the end of the pilot. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Now, but when you when you were talking, it kind of made me think that okay, maybe there is a B that is different 
but it's mm -hmm. very, very short and small. All right. And it has to do with the cop. Right. So, uh -huh. so we do get the only time we get screen action that has, that doesn't have uh Wednesday in it is mm -hmm. when we're talking about this underlying mystery having to do with this monster that's killing people. Right. Right. So like yeah. we get this one little shot where the, where the hiker gets dropped off by like, he's a hitchhiker and a hiker. They gets dropped <laughs> off by this lady, this white lady named Martha. The only reason why we could tell is because it's written on the freaking truck. And he, she's like, Hey, don't go out in the woods. There's some crazy stuff out there. And there's a freaking school full of monsters. And she's, he's like, yeah, I'm cool. I got it. Yeah. You like I hung out with werewolves. <laughs> yeah. My best friend's a werewolf. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. <laughs> He goes out there and gets his ass eaten. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he gets maimed pretty badly. So then, then the next time we see something that's kind of like not Wednesday adjacent, it's the cop and he's with his like deputy, another black woman, by the way. Oh, he's yeah. With, yep, All yep, right. All yep. right, Tim. All right, Tim. See, see. see? All, right, All right, Tim. <laughs> exactly. So we got the cop. He's, he's with his, uh, uh, he's with his deputy and she's like, yo. Mm -hmm. How are we going to like play this with the media? Like what's going on? This one, they discover the bodies, like body parts, like freaking everywhere. It's pretty terrible. And he's like, he's made it his mission that he wants to find out how this is happening, but he doesn't want the the, the, the town, the adjacent town to find out and freak out. So, mm -hmm. and then we also find out that that cop is the the daddy of her, one of her little, the, the, the main dude, not the, he doesn't have superpowers that we know of, or he's not a monster that we know of. Mm-hmm. He's the the dad of that that little love interest at the coffee shop, yeah. Tyler. Okay. Right, right, and and then so so that to me, right, almost rises to the level of a B, but really like the way it functions because it's so short, it kind of runs like a C or a D, like a runner, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's embedded in there, and I think it should be mentioned. Yeah, it's 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 funny because it's like it 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 works as like because the monster is then going to be the thing that saves her it feels like it's 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 then it's then justifying like the monster saving her a bit you know what i mean rather than or like she, her, her fixing the monster or her fixing or her, her fixing solving the mystery of the monster right 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 right, right. where it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which I, I see what you mean it's like it's like it's going to be one of those things that it, that is a story thread that's going to then have to be um, uh, solved as the season kind of goes along, mm -hmm. um, which then gives us something to kind of hook onto. So we then have multiple things to to be excited about as we as we get into as we start binging this thing on on Netflix. That's right. All right, so I, I will jump in real quick because you already did your Juneteenth, and I'm going to go back because what I just talked about is going to talk about or, or bring up more story threads but uh -huh. i'll talk about the juneteenth real quick my juneteenth goes to joy sunday who played bianca barclay the uh leader of the pack the queen bee black woman most popular kid in school um she's got a smart mouth on her she's got some pretty good skills with a sword i appreciate mm -hmm. that um and she is the piece of blackness that i'm going to give that award to i know you already yeah. did yours you already gave it to I don't need the, the nameless pilgrim world fella. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that little got a name. He but... does, but I'm sure he has a name. And uh... you did a fantastic job, young man. <laughs> you get an award for it too. And I'm yeah, and I'm, I'm not calling I'm show. not calling I'm not calling the actor 
the N word. I'm calling the character the N word because that that brother. I'm like I'm like you are the hater. We got we got to start a new award. Like it's the Juneteenth award and then also the the hater award. The piece of blackness that serves as hate because it seems like this is a trope. We're always gonna have one black dude that's gonna show up. That's gonna be the one black dude that's gonna look at the weirdo protagonist and be like, you know what? For whatever reason, I'm not gonna. I don't fuck with you. <laughs> and yeah. it's always a brother. It's always or a sister. Dexter. It's always it always is a black. Yes, the Dexter. The what's his uh what's oh, that dude's name? Man, oh god, I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> oh, I can't remember his name. Man, I can't. I can't remember it right now. Yeah, whatever that dude's name is, he he needs to be the one in which we we in which we the name, uh, uh, name yeah we give it James Dokes. Dokes. Jo- the, that's right. The Dokes. James Dokes Award well, is gonna as black man or, or a woman or a woman. Yeah, I like that actually. No, I think it's funny. I do think we might need an award for like misplaced black characters like black characters <laughs> that don't exist anywhere but in this show you know what i'm but saying in that show. yeah i agree with you i agree with yeah. you. all right so since we're, since we're in the award section uh who's your steph curry it's gotta go to jenny ortega i'm just gonna yeah, go i'm jenny just ortega, gonna yeah. yeah i'm not even gonna try to think about something more creative or clever yeah. i think that yeah. it's it's cool because like she captures your attention the entire time she yep. has so many close-ups. Like, there's so many times you're just fixated on her face. And you're yep. and honestly, you're waiting for her to break. You're waiting yes. for her to break. And the focus that she ha- that she holds as an actress and an artist to not do so unless yep. she wants you to, unless she yep. wants you to know that there's something going on in her psyche. It's just yep. fantastic. It's, it's, it's so great. It's so great. So subtle. So and so hard. This is this is what she's doing is very, very, very hard. And um, kudos to her, and and she became a star from the show as she should be. Right, right, yeah, that's mine. So it's good that it's always better when we got the same one, <laughs> all around, all around. It's always better. What you got for your uh? Do do you have a log line you want to share? Yes, I do. I got a log line. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal a term that you that you got so that you liked somewhere. Uh, okay. uh, in the in the that you liked earlier, so mine is uh, when a morbid precog Wednesday Adams brutally takes revenge on her brother's bullies, she's sent to Nevermore, a school for kids with strange powers. After failing to escape, Wednesday quickly learns that not everything is what it seems at Nevermore, and she seeks to unravel those mysteries. The, you know, it's messed up about what I'm about to do is that um, I'm about to critique yours when I didn't write one. So it's it's something I don't really like to do. <laughs> I'm going to. You're gonna get the Dokes Award. The Dokes I'm Award. Gonna, I'm gonna get the Dokes Award. No, I've been hating. No, I've been hating on this. Funny because me and like this this one has been like the uh, the argument award. Like I just been jumping. I'm like, you know what? I'm not sure about that one. It's good. We need to argue more. We no, got. We got. We, we watched too many shows that we like. We that we both like together. Yeah. We need to get some shows that we're no, like. You're right. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. I like. I like Wednesday more than you do. I know you. You're not saying you don't like it, but I definitely like it more than you do. I've watched mm-hmm. the ent- entire season, so that shows uh, the proof is in the pudding there. But <clears throat> yeah, I think we do need to to argue more. But I've been doing a lot of arguing. I think the only thing about this one, this isn't hating. This is a critique. I just think it's a little too long. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all. I like what you precog is hilarious to me, so I love that. But the uh... <laughs> oh, you know what about, about that? Let me speak. I'm going to take a tiny tangent. 
she she only is a she's she's she actually sees the future twice and the past once so we don't even know what the hell is going on with this shit the first yeah. time she does it she sees the past she sees her brothers right. like you know her brother's brother's bullies and then the other time she sees what's about to happen and that's yeah. like what they kind of you know y'all y'all did some things there with writers yeah and it's also like she sees she she saw her brother's bullies but then now she sees like people's deaths it's right yeah, yeah, it's like it's, it's not. Yeah, be consistent with the with the powers. You know how we yeah. do with us nerds. We gonna maybe maybe that's what y'all y'all didn't think nerds were gonna really be watching. You thought it was gonna be a bunch of Gen Z just like regular teeny boppers. But if the nerds get a hold of it, they're gonna be like, "Yo, man, what's up with her powers, man? It's inconsistent. <laughs> her powers are inconsistent." <laughs> well, hey, look, look, look. Actually, you know, I will argue that very met there are a lot of things in nerd culture with like inconsistent powers uh harry potter there's some inconsistent powers gandalf i'm gonna say something gandalf the gray he got inconsistent powers y'all that shit is inconsistent well don't get me started elijah okay we gotta wrap that's a different pilot that's a different episode that's a different episode i want to talk to you about this one day though (laughs) we'll do it on another time off off mic maybe I would love so, to talk about this, but okay. So I like, I do like the log line. I think it's, it's very comprehensive of, of what mm-hmm. we actually see. I do think it's just a little, just a little bit long. I just think it should be really like two, two sentences. Like the log line should be the thing that you sent to somebody that's going to get them into the show. And I think, I think what you sent is that, but it's just a little long. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, yeah. No hate. No hate. I was trying to figure out like, you know what I mean? Like you, it, it's one show until the very end. Which is yeah. Which I'm sure. noticing, which I'm noticing a lot with pilots is that the pilots, you, you could take a pilot and you can actually like have like have like the thing not happen at the end. It would have been that would have been the completion of the story. Mm-hmm. But then something has to happen in the end that will spin the story off into its into the rest mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, this reminds me of Sex Education so much. Just the structure, right. the structure. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. don't get the activation to foreshadow mm-hmm. my uh my cliffhanger mm-hmm. uh until till quite the end you know what i'm saying right, right 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 um so anyway i'll talk about my coldest line it's a line i really really like um <clears throat> it happens actually right in the beginning so i have to go back through my notes actually underline it so i'll find it so i really like the line where uh they're in the they're in the 19 looks like 1950s vehicle on the way to the on the way to the school, or just driving, and the mm-hmm. mom and dad are having a conversation. Like, uh, you know, what basically, mom is saying something like, "What would happen if we found that 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 you had an a, almost an attempted murder charge?" And then uh, Wednesday says this hilarious line. She says, "We aren't the ones who got you expelled. That boy's family was going to file attempted murder charges. How would that have looked on your record? Terrible." Everyone would know I failed to get the job done. Terrible. Everyone would know that I failed to get the job done, which I love. <laughs> That'd be great. That was just great. I thought it was hilarious. Great delivery. Funny. Yes. She's got, she's got, for me. She's got Zinger for days. Um, I've got two. Uh, one is like when she's uh, Wednesday's arguing with um her roommate and they're having a big fight. And once that goes, I devote an hour a day to my novel. Perhaps if you did the same, your blog might be coherent. 
I've read serial killer diaries with better punctuation. I've read serial killer diaries with better punctuation. <laughs> He's an That's asshole, man. She's such an asshole. And then another great one is um, she's at she's at the coffee shop. And he's like, oh, the coffee shop, the espresso machine doesn't work. How about you have a drip? And she goes, all we have is drip. But drip is for people who hate themselves and know their lives have no real purpose or meaning. Drip is for people who hate themselves and their lives have no meaning. <laughs> Which and should be on a... Yeah, that should be a, like, yeah, that should be on a t-shirt or a sticker or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then the really guy good. the guy pouring the drip like puts it down and walks away sad like yeah yeah, yeah that was a good one all right so all right we got through the coldest line uh got mm -hmm. through my favorite scene i'm gonna I'm just jump in there my favorite scene is when enid and um and wednesday are on the balcony after she had done her little you know paint it black re remix on the cello and they just kind of open up to each other about the things that, that, you know, make them tick. And it, and it just, it's like, she finally breaks. She tells a story from her past. She tells her something that she doesn't get emotional. Now she kind of explains why I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't get emotional anymore because of this. And again, mm -hmm. this becomes like a, the seeds to the engine, maybe the fuel to the engine um, to, of the show also, um, <clears throat> excuse me, or, or really the engine to her, her character's journey. Mm -hmm. and i really like that but i also like that that enid opens up like you like you mentioned before about her desires and and mm -hmm. the and how we finally find out that not only are they like physically and uh physically or, or the expressions their their physical expressions are kind of opposite is their emotional mm -hmm. uh their emotional expressions are also opposite and their emotional mm -hmm. wants their their external and internal needs and wants are are diametric so that's what I really liked about that scene. Nice. It, it, um, here's also something that I noticed. Guess who ran over the scorpion? A black man? Was it a black kid? Black, it was a black kid. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Tim Burton. Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Wait a man? minute, bro. Wait a minute. I'm not. Look. Just, just point it out. Just point it out. I did not notice that. <laughs> Good catch. All right. What, um. What my favorite scene is her meet cute with uh with Tyler. Um and it's not it's not the scene. It's I mean like once you broke down the scene being like, "Oh, it's it's then going to tie into her helping him out because he's actually spoiler alert the evil monster that's running around the woods." Uh what I just I just love Jenna Ortega's work in this. Like Wednesday is clearly has a crush and is it's a a crush is starting to bloom. It, she's reacting to Tyler differently than the way she reacts to uh, Xavier. Um, where with Xavier, her her she doesn't really start like kind of digging him until after she finds out that she actually saved him in the past and that he was locked in a coffin. That actually is something that like sparks her interest. With Tyler, it's there's it's the banter that she has with Tyler. It's the the way that he treats her. It's the way he talks to her. It's all these kind of and so you can see it on Jenna Ortega's face and her delivery as Wednesday softens to him. Even the decision that she has to tell him her name is a very interesting uh, choice that is then made. So that's my favorite scene. All right. Well, that there we go. Well, we got through most of the 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 segments that we have for the episode one show, mm -hmm. but but we do have to ask the final 
actually a couple. No, there's a there's a couple more. I'm sorry. I'm about to wrap up something and I don't need to because we need to get through the story threads first. Right. The story threads that I'm seeing, I am seeing a what I'm what I'm what I'm excited about when I watch this pilot is oh, I'm a murder mystery mystery fan. I like murder mystery. Um mm-hmm. I'm excited or or detective shows, stuff like that. That's what's gonna be in there. And I didn't expect that, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like that there um there there's this thing about this character that's really really charming even though she 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 wants to be repulsive but she can't be there's something about her mm-hmm. that she can't be I can't be repulsed by her even though she wants me to be maybe that's mm-hmm. that the weird I don't I don't know there's some something strange there mm-hmm. but um there's something there's just magnetic 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 about that character right uh, we see, we know that there's gonna be uh, some more like precog shit going on. She's gonna see the future. Mm-hmm. We don't know what she's gonna see, but we know that's gonna be something that informs her detective work. Mm-hmm. We know uh, that she's probably gonna have another therapy session that uh, unveils things, and we're gonna see how she reacts to the therapy that's court ordered for her. Right. And then we're gonna see uh, she's gonna have a lot more interactions, probably not good ones, with uh, the queen bee there mm-hmm. and they're gonna bump heads a bunch she's gonna her best friend is gonna become enid even though they're like gonna become like an unlikely unlikely pair and they're mm-hmm. gonna become like sidekick and you know batman and robin running through she's probably gonna help her do these detective shit and all that kind of stuff right. and she's not gonna run away she's decided she's gonna stay so she's gonna be there that's that's right. what i got that's great. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot more world building too. Um, this is this show is ripe for toys and t-shirts and cosplay, and so we're going to find out more about the fangs. We're going to find out more about the stoners. We're going to find out more about the scales. And you do this oh, with such disdain. You say it. Don't even say it. You're like I all all that stuff. Um, Wednesday's going to decide between her two suitors. Um, who that is. I have a feeling that i know who that is but she's she's gonna decide between the two suitors um i think there's gonna be more there's some i mean like the great thing about this pilot is that there's just there's so many avenues they can go like the principal and her relationship to wednesday is interesting there's gonna be more to unpack there um the wednesday's relationship to the to the dorm mother there's gonna there's something to unpack there the nature of wednesday's visions uh the necklace is going to become increasingly mm. more important yep um yeah even thing i think thing is going to have a, a pretty big arc and things got to go somewhere because we see so much of it um or him i, I don't know what things pronouns are but <laughs> uh i think she i think she calls it him i think she's does thing him. have a story is thing does a, have a story yeah is that, a, is a, that a c you know what I'm saying? Think about it. it. I mean, it might because you know like I mean? things, yeah, because things shows up. Thing is, thing has got a mission, yep. which is like protect Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But then Wednesday is like, I will, I will lock you in a drawer unless you help me. And then Thing decides to help her. So mm-hmm. Thing, thing has still like has a story mission, arc, yeah. you know. Yeah, it anyway, does. Yeah, just made me think about that. Yeah. Nice. That what kind of? All right. So, what kind of cliffhanger is this? Yeah, uh, cliffhanger is it's a main character activate just like sex education. Um, it's not the best one, you know. Sex education one was really great. That yeah. was a really great one. It's one of those like you, you know, when you when you get a a main character activate, it it does function similarly. That's why sex education in in this show feel very similar because it's a character that's fighting against the thing 
that they know uh, that they kind of know that they need to do. Like right. she knows she needs to stay. She knows, but but she needs more information about this world to be able to inspire her to do the thing that she right. needs to do. And right. the finding out the thing about her father was like the thing that was going to keep her there. Right. That was kind of like the main thing. Um. So. Yeah, it's a main character activate. It's a soft one. It's not really, it's almost not like I might have to redefine cliffhanger too, because yeah, it does have a, it's like a, a twist. It's almost like a twist more than a cliffhanger. Cause a cliffhanger to me is like, has to be more like, it's got to grab you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's gotta be like, I have to watch this next episode. And, and it's just yeah. not that, it's just not that strong. Well, personally. I'm also curious too, because Netflix has that thing at the end of it, which is, I guess, a, a teaser almost for the rest of the season mm-hmm. and um i wonder like i don't watch a lot of netflix shows so i don't know if this is like just something that they do Mm-mm, it's not but i was confused by it yeah so i'm curious like why did they do that did they do that because did they feel like they needed to do that you know what i mean and why did they feel like they needed to do that because for me i'm watching the show and i'm like oh yeah if i if i buy into the the quirkiness of everything and i buy into the world then yeah, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch the next episode. I'm, I'm. Why do you need to like tell me that like, oh no, there's gonna be this and there's gonna be that and there's gonna right. be these. I felt, felt a little insecure. Yeah, and then also like, what's also weird about it is that the voiceover is in direct contradiction with the next episode. So she's like, mm-hmm. she says something about like, you know, I'm, I was the lowest I was, and that made me really excited. And the next episode, she's like, I was the lowest I was, and this fucking sucks. Like it's like, so tonally, it was a, it was a strange choice that mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. So uh, yeah, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger goes again. We I could say it doesn't have one. If I define cliffhanger as like really really grabbing you, but we saw one there. It was an attempt yeah, for sure. Little, it just didn't hit time, for so. me. Some other people might have been like, "Fuck." Well, obviously, a lot of people said, "Fuck." I got yeah, a lot of people, people were like, "This is episode. my shit." Right, right. <laughs> so let me just move on and say, is a main character activate? All right. So with that said. We got through the threads. We got through our segments. We've pretty much gotten through the episode one show. We've gotten through Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Is this a good right. pilot? Um, good. I great, say game changing. Mid, not great. Bad. Uh, it's not mid. It's not. Uh, it's good. Super mid. Super mid, as in like better than mid, but not good. Yeah, it's like it's like you know I would I'd give it like a it's like a it's like a B minus it's a it's a decent pilot it's a yeah it's yeah I I just I I can't it because we usually watch these like three or four times it was hard for me to watch it the second time because I was like I I got everything I needed to get from the pilot it's yeah it was simple yeah. it was easy I mean like it's 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 a is it easy read as the people say you know about books. Yeah. It's kind of like a simple ana- uh, analysis. You don't need to watch it four or five times. You don't. Need it to. didn't. It didn't need to be fifty minutes. No, no, that was the thing, bro. Like watching that, you 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 feel like, oh shit, this can be forty five tops, right? Tops. Forty five yeah. tops, but then really, like, just everything about the tone says it's in half. It's a half an hour. In fact, it's I think I said, hour. I think I texted you. I was like, oh, it's a half an hour, man. It's fine. It should be yeah. easy, but I didn't know it was a freaking this hour long. And, uh, and I think this is the problem with streaming. is like, this should be a half hour. Like, this, this is a half sh- hour. This should be a half hour. Because it's, it's it's supposed to be, it's even it's even billed as a comedy, but it's like a solid hour. And I'm like, no, no, this, sh- this should long. just be a half hour. It's too, too long. long. It's not even a dramedy. It should just, it should just be a half hour. Because then it's quick, it's fast, it's, 
you know should have been anyway. should have been half hour that's that's my assessment i'm glad we see it the same way but with that uh we pretty much got through everything on the episode one show covering wednesday but i just need to know as we wrap things up elijah what are you watching uh i'm watching a lot of wrestling <laughs> just something i was just so much to be doing I know, like as don't of the say I, that. Don't say that. I know I should don't, be watching don't act like more. It's a guilty pleasure. You love it. It is such a it's such a guilty pleasure. But it's uh you know, at the time of recording. I do love it. You watch it. I do love it. Uh at the time of this recording, The Rock has showed up and it's been pretty decisive online. So, you know. But this is not a wrestling podcast, so <laughs> It's okay. All you're saying is what you're watching. You could DM me for my thoughts. Anyway, yeah. what are you watching, Colin? I'm watching True Detective Night Country, and I'm actually enjoying it. I'm I'm into it now. I know I talked about it before, and uh, I was a little disappointed by the pilot because of its association with the True Detective franchise and how it doesn't have the exact same DNA as the previous seasons. But you know what? I'm actually really, really enjoying it. The second episode, I really enjoyed. The third episode, I really enjoyed. Um. Again, it doesn't do the it doesn't do that like cultural everybody needs to watch this, everybody's watching this at one time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm I'm liking it and I will be back. Nice. It's Sunday tonight and I will be watching it tonight. Dope. Dope, dope. Yep. Awesome, awesome. All right, so I got one last question before we before we scatter. Okay. Would you send Isaiah to Nevermore Academy? Okay, listen, if Isaiah starts displaying strange and magical powers right and i feel like first of all like one thing let me say something about nevermore academy we don't have any idea about the goddamn education there all we know is that they have a lot of extracurriculars and they (laughs) have a lot of kids that are just different we don't know anything about what these kids are learning like harry potter that's what i'm saying like even harry potter they had like you know, defense against the dark arts. They had all kinds of little things. I mean, oh, yeah, Isaiah, I'm sending, if Isaiah showed some, like, warlock tendencies, yeah, I'm sending them <laughs> a Hogwarts, man. That's like the the Harvard, Howard, whatever you want, UNCSA of of magic schools. Yeah, Yale of magic schools. I'm sending them So then what is, so then what is Nevermore? Nevermore, Nevermore like, might be the East Carolina of <laughs> magic schools it's a party school you go there it's a safety school i'm just it's kidding a, me, it's the me, it's the I'm florida sorry. state it's the florida I'm sorry. state listen i don't i know a lot of people that went to eastern carolina and i know that y'all didn't get no good education i'm just kidding y'all i'm just messing with y'all i'm just messing with y'all no nah, i don't right. know i don't know i don't know but yes and maybe but I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about education. I'm going Hogwarts first. Hogwarts is top of our list. If we don't Hogwarts get first. there, we're going to Nevermore. Yeah, Hogwarts first. Hogwarts first. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then maybe a Jedi Academy. Yeah, I think I think I'm Hogwarts. I'd be then terrified Jedi he's Academy. gonna die. Like one of his classmates is gonna kill everybody. Like Kylo <laughs> Ren is gonna. Like, he doesn't need what it in the classmates? Kylo Ren class. <laughs> I'm terrified. No, I'm not sending the Jedi Academy. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe ahsoka he'll just be he'll just have to learn with ahsoka one-on-one i'll pay i'll pay extra for ahsoka i'll see some private some private tutoring from ahsoka. yeah 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 yeah. that's gonna cost you a grip that's fine i'll, I'll find a way <laughs> i'll be poor i'll be poor my son will he'll, he'll thrive 
<laughs> and then on that note, follow us on socials. You can follow us on socials at the episode one show. And we're also on X as the episode one pod, I think. And you can follow me with my full name at Julian Elijah Martinez. Where? And Instagram. <laughs> And you can follow me on X as Agilent Legend. Just, just Google Julian. There's only, yeah. it's just me and this Mexican kid out in Texas with the name Julian Lodge Martinez. So it's going to be one of us. It's going to be one of us. Yeah. You can find me. I'm pretty easy to find too on Google. You can Google me at Colin, Colin J. Harden. You'll find me really easy. If you put Colin Harden, you'll find some other white musician from like, I don't, I don't even know, some, somewhere. And uh, but you can find me at Colin says things on X. You can find me at Colin, the producer on Instagram. Thank you again for listening to the episode one show. We really appreciate you. Please leave us five stars and a comment. The comments really, you know, what? I don't know what the algorithm does with with podcasts, but I can tell you this. Those comments really help us. They yes. they inspire us and they make us feel great, make us feel like we're doing something that not just our friends are listening to. So <laughs> if you're not one of our friends and you feel so inclined, please leave us those reviews thank you so much or if much. you are one of our friends or if also you are one of our friends and you haven't left a comment then let shame on you shame. shame on you <laughs> james james williams i know you ain't left a comment <laughs> whole government Lord, <laughs> all right well thank you again for listening to the episode one show and as elijah says at the end of every episode peace peace <laughs>